You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 190 with Rachel Van Clive. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Rachel on the show today. I just ended the COVID series. If you missed it, make sure to go check that out. I have eight episodes with eight amazing moms. And um, as we come out of that and we start to reopen the states and all that kind of stuff, getting out of quarantine, I thought it would be so fun to have Rachel on the show today because she's going to talk to us about designing our home without breaking the bank. And I don't know about you, but being home for so many days and so many months, I think you might fall into two camps. The camp of, you know what? I don't really know if I like the way that our house is set up or designed or the aesthetic of it. Or you're thinking, man, I am so thankful that we designed our home the way that we love it, how it works for our family. I love the colors and this is so amazing. And I'm so happy that we made this a priority and designed it the way that we wanted originally so that when you were in quarantine, you really enjoyed your space. So I wanted her to come on just to talk to us about some ideas on how to make our home work for us, making spaces, you know, really utilizing the spaces and not just having rooms to have rooms, but what really works for your family and doing it all on a budget. I know that there's so many people that either have had pay cuts or have been furloughed or laid off or have lost their jobs. And you may not have a lot of money right now to redesign stuff, but I feel like everyone deserves to have a home that they feel like they love and it feels pretty and it feels like them. And so I wanted to have her on just to give us some fun ideas on how to change things up without breaking the bank. Welcome back to my favorite things segment. Two things that I'm going to talk about today um, is first is the book um, that Rachel has written and she's our guest on the show today. And her book is called She Made Herself a Home. And if you don't buy it for yourself, I highly recommend buying it as a gift. It's a perfect coffee table book. um, Or if someone's moving into a new home, it's a perfect housewarming gift to give someone. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was so fun. It's a perfect gift um, just to have in the house uh, for people to kind of look at it and kind of get an idea of what aesthetic they like, um, where uh, Rachel buys things, um, you know, to get unique lamps and where she buys her rugs or baskets or, you know, throws and stuff like that. And I just think it's a really great book to have. And um, the pictures are beautiful. And I think it's perfect to read before bed. It doesn't like ramp your brain up. It just kind of like helps you calm down. And I think it's perfect. Or if you want to read it and look at it in the morning, drinking coffee, it's a perfect book. And so I'm going to put that in the show notes. And the second thing that I wanted to talk about, um, this is something that I talked about last week on the episode. I want to bring it up again just because I've had several moms just talk to me about their struggles with their weight. So as we come out of quarantine, you know, some moms are really just experiencing a weight gain. So maybe they lost weight and then going into quarantine, they had to get out of their routine. They just weren't eating the way that they had hoped and they had gained um, back the weight that they had taken off prior to quarantine. Or maybe you were hoping to kind of like get going and get the ball rolling and start a program or, you know, just start eating better before quarantine. And then it all hit and then everything just changed. Um, So I just wanted to bring this up to you guys again, because I really feel that struggle for moms. And um, I don't know, my heart goes out to people that struggle with this. And so I do want to bring it up um, because I just feel for people. And I know it can be really frustrating when you just feel like you're, um, you know, pounding your head on the wall and you can't figure out what to do. So 
if you guys are wanting something that you can do at home and you know you just want to get the ball rolling, I do highly recommend Lean. And I mention this program often. Um, I have had women do it and they absolutely love it. So if you guys have not heard me talk about it, it's a seven-week online program. And Amanda runs about two sessions a month. And I know that there is one June 15th and June 29th. But if you hear this after those dates, she always has two sessions a month. So um, make sure to check that out. And I'll put that all in the show notes. Um, But if you guys are looking for that structure and accountability, as well as just learning intermittent fasting and how it can help with weight loss, as well as tracking macros and what that is all about, and having a workout program that you can do at home, this might be the perfect solution for you guys. I also have a special referral code for my listeners that you can get $10 off. That referral code is MOM. M-O-M. And um, I will put that in the show notes as well. And if you guys have not heard my weight loss series, I did um, in 2019, where I talk about losing 50 pounds, that's five zero fifty 50 pounds. Um, and you want to hear more about lean, I interview Amanda, she's the creator of the program. And that way you can hear more detail of how her program works, and what it's all about. So it's perfect to just listen to before, um, you know, buying her program. So all these links are always in the show notes. Um, so if you subscribe, to the Mom Inspired Show, you will have all of this information in your inbox every week because I don't always put it in my website just because it starts to load it down. So if you get my emails, you will always have this at your fingertips. And so all you have to do is you go to mominspiredshow.com, enter your name and your email, and that way you will have all of that info every week. It goes out when I send out um, every new episode, and it also reminds you that there's a new episode, so it's perfect just to have that. You don't have to go trying to remember, wait, when is that episode airing, and what did she say that she liked in this episode? It's all there for you. All right, you guys, I really hope you enjoy the show, and I feel like it's a perfect way to start our summer. Rachel, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me, Amber. So in the past, I like asking my guests their favorite vacation spots. And since I'm a travel agent and we're all kind of on hold with that, I wanted to ask when things ease up with travel, where is a place that you really want to go to? And it can be with or without kids. (laughs) Well, everyone's going to want to be without kids. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I would say, so my grandmother was born in Florence and I've never gotten to go to Italy. So that's always a dream bucket list to see where she lived, where she got married, the whole nine yards. And we were planning a European trip, but you know, oh, yeah. got, on, got a little I chaotic, know, especially so. in Italy. Yeah. It's, it's so scary. Yeah. Right. Um, do you still have family that live there? No, we don't. No. Okay. Well, maybe distant, distant. Distant. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I know. I want to go to Italy too. I want to go to Amalfi Coast and all that stuff. And, oh, yeah. and now I just kind of like, I don't even know when this is going to happen. So, but uh, right. we can all dream. dream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so let's get started. How about you share with us your name, where you live, and how many kids you have? Okay. My name is Rachel Van Clive. I live right outside of Nashville, Tennessee, and I have two boys, Liam and Lane. They are 10 and 5. Awesome. So before we jump in, how about you tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today, and then it will make sense why I brought you on the show. Okay. So about, let's see, when I had my firstborn son 10 years ago, And we had just gotten into our new home. We'd been married two years and I just really fell into postpartum after my firstborn, a lot of depression and anxiety. I talk about that a lot with my platform, but um, I needed a creative outlet. I needed something for myself other than being a mom. And it came in the form of decorating, which I got 
from my mom and seeing her decorate all my life and enjoy it. And I didn't really know it was a passion of mine until I had my own space to decorate. And so after the baby, I thought I've got to do something more like, you know, I was like a magna cum laude student. I graduated. I was a nerd in school. Like I loved having a project and feeling smart about something. And I felt like that was taken away from me as a mom. Some women don't feel that way and that's wonderful, but I needed something more. And so I thought I'll just create a small Instagram account. My mom and I had had an antique booth and we called it Crate and Cottage because we displayed cottage looking finds on these vintage crates. And so we did that before the baby was born. And then after that, it just couldn't do it anymore. So I took the name into a little account on Instagram and thought, you know, I do some DIYs here and there. I I stage things and take photos. Well, I'll just create this secret account because I didn't want my family or friends to know because they're, <laughs> your, they're your biggest critics. And so I thought if I get to 500 followers, I'll share. You know, I just want to see what this would be. But it gave me something to do every morning. It gave me something to plan. And it just gave me a little outlet for myself. Um, I think all women need a little something And so that's how it started. And it grew and I kind of learned the process. I asked hard questions to ladies with bigger accounts. And then we lived in our home for 10 years. At this time, it had been about four. And so anyway, I just kept the process going. And then we decided to build our dream house and found the property. And I took people along for that journey. And it just grew, never planning to have it be a platform, never planning really just to keep it as a journal for myself. And then this all happened. So it's awesome. I, yeah. Yeah. Developed the following and then started working with brands. And then the book deal came. It was just kind of flowed from then, but it all stemmed from creative desire after dealing with anxiety and depression from my firstborn. Yeah. I so like that you share that. Bad. Good can come from bad for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm glad that you brought that up because, you know, there's definitely women out there feeling the same way. And that's why I actually created the podcast because to give me something also to re to, you know, connect with people and moms out there and, and let them share their stories. And so that other moms could hear them. And, um, I'm curious with Instagram, um, how did you end up building your brand? Um, cause it's not easy to build, um, social media platforms. What did you find that worked the best for you? Um, it's so funny. Even today I was telling my followers, like, this isn't easy. Some, you know, I want to change my brand and I still don't know where my brand is going because like I said, I never planned this. I'm not right. selling, I'm not right. planning. I mean, I'm not selling something specific to these people right. or yep. it's just kind of like my life that they're following. And so I'm having to constantly think I'm not doing this for money. What is my, why, you know, where's this going to go? <laughs> and so it's, it doesn't matter what level you're at. I don't think, I think we're all asking ourselves the same questions. Um, but I really just started learning. It, it changes every year. Instagram yes, changes it so does. much. It's so hard to keep I up know. with. Mm-hmm. But when I started it about three years ago, hashtags were really big. They had like loop giveaways and contests. And oh different, yeah. Yep. Different ways of connecting with people. And now I, I tell people that's all out the window because things have changed. And, but I just kind of learned what was working within the niche that I, that I'm in. So I got to follow and get to know a lot of home decor girls and we just kind of work together. It's it's really about community and consistency is yeah. what I always tell people. And within finding your group of people within that sphere, because there's so many yes. different niches. Yeah. But, I'm curious, does hashtags not work anymore? I think they do. Oh, okay. I see, mean, this I is how I'm so use, out of the loop. <laughs> I still use them, but Me there too. used to be like 
when in the home decor field, there used to be like, oh. um, Tuesday transformations. And oh, people fo- I you see. Know, like, I gotcha. When, mm-hmm. when I started, people hosted hashtags and people oh, followed. Wow. And okay. There was all different kinds of schemes and things yes. that I just, yeah. I couldn't keep up anymore. But when I, I started, it was easier, I think. I know I should have gone into the career of being an Instagram like expert because <laughs> you obviously need to pay somebody to keep up with all their changes. I mean, there is so many changes. Uh, I mean, they make those people make a killing on, uh, yes. you know, taking over accounts and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who would know I, that there who would know that, or that there would be like a job that you would, you know, manage exactly. Instagram accounts. It's a hard. Yeah, game. it is. It is. It is. Um, okay. So, you know, the reason why I wanted you to come on the show is because I feel like we need some fun discussions right now, you know, in our lives with COVID and um, your episode will be airing right after my COVID series. And I just thought it would be fun and give moms some inspiration when it comes to their homes. And since we've all been hunkered down um, during this time, I really think it makes people think about their homes and what they want their homes to feel like and what they're unhappy with and what they wish they could do different and what would make them more happy in their home and just make them feel the most comfortable. And so I also too love that you do things on a budget. And I feel like so many moms would love to have their house designed a way um, that they always dreamed of, but I think it can be intimidating when it comes to cost. So I wanted you to share with us how you built your dream farmhouse and you did it on a budget. And what advice would you give to moms you know, that are just wanting to change things up even a little bit, you know, they could do it. They can, they could be wanting to change things big, but you know, it, that might be a little much right now since, you know, just during this time frame. So I, I just would love to hear your thoughts on what you would recommend to moms and what you've learned through the process of building your own um, farmhouse. Right. So it's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I think First of all, I think what's most important is to know your space. And since we're in it so much right now with COVID, I think if you really sit down and get to know your home and you know which ways um, most people come in and which ways people leave and where you gather the most. And if you need your bedroom to be relaxing or, you know, you need, you know what you need with how your home flows. But I think a lot of people don't really focus on that before they go buying things and planning. So my book really talks about intention and knowing um, what you want each space to be used for and then deciding what you need in it. And that's kind of what I tell people to always start with. Like you may, of course you may want a whole new living room suit and everything else, but you may not be able to afford it right now, but what can you change right now that would make a difference? And to me, that's what I have to ask in every space. Um, Pillow covers are awesome. I, I always suggest changing pillows and blankets and throws and even just taking what you have and moving it out of the room and then putting it back in the room with mm. different items from the other parts of your house. I did that recently. I was like, I can't believe this looks so different. Yeah. It's because you get focused on seeing it one way that your brain doesn't allow you to think about it in a different space. So I would really suggest figure out the intention within the space. You know, if your family loves sports, then you're, you know, you're going to be gathering around the TV. Well, where is your TV going to go? And is it, does it look the best there? Or could it have, you know, ask yourself questions based on what your family does and how they interact. And then think about what can I repurpose in this space? What do I have to keep? What, you know, maybe it was your mother-in-law's something that you want to, you don't, you can't get rid of, but Think about each item and how you could maybe paint it or change it or just buy pillow covers to change up. Even just a little pop of bright color helps your mindset and 
Um, there's lots of affordable ways. Amazon's my go-to. Of course, you know, we can't go to Goodwill and thrift right now, but Facebook Marketplace is my jam. Um, if you're looking for something specific, just get on there and search. It's like a constant garage sale of new and old items. And those are my biggest, like, there's also an app called OfferUp, but those are my biggest shopping places. Of course, TJ Maxx and Marshalls and those kind of places. But I definitely shop on a budget, try to reuse what we have um, and repurpose. And paint paint goes a long way. When, so when you say paint, do you mean paint on the walls or paint furniture? Or, or what I do, mean, do you mean specific, everything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I just got some flat black spray paint and spray painted a um, chandelier that I had that Ooh. I didn't like the color of anymore and some knobs and some baskets in my pantry. Like a little will go a long way yeah. to make, you know, to make a yeah. subtle, a subtle change. So, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about um, where to find the deals um, later in the interview, but I wanted to talk to you about style and um, I was looking over your book and um, I love that you have a quiz in there. Um, but I find myself actually falling between like traditional and modern and rustic. And then, um, and then, but, and then I need to add in beachy because I really love the beach. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a hodgepodge of things. And, um, I feel like I'm a hot mess because I do, I like turquoise and grays and whites. And I like modern in the sense of, I like how the banisters now have kind of like that gray, or I mm-hmm. mean the black cable, um, as the banister, you know, it goes up and then uh, over like the mm-hmm. catwalk and stuff like that. I like the look of those clean lines, but I don't like a overall, like too contemporary or modern type of home because you know I like white quartz counters and tufted gray couches and so I feel like it's easy to be like wait I love all these I don't even know how to pull them all together without it looking crazy and I'm sure that there's other moms out there that feel similar so I'm curious like how do you figure out what the overall style is going to be and then I think I read in your book that you said to start with one room um, versus trying to do everything is that correct? Yeah. Start with one room. Okay. So if you have someone like me, let's just use me, for example, since I'm very complicated right now. Um, if you're trying to like hone in without it being too nuts, um, what would you tell somebody if if your friend came and you're like, this is everything that I love. And then you're like, okay, let's just focus on one room. What room would you actually tell them to focus on? And then how would you have them like consolidate like a bunch of stuff that they love so that it just doesn't look, you know, nuts that it kind of actually right. looks cohesive. Well, I'm with you. So I fall in that eclectic category. (laughs) That's where I say everything in one. And my husband would laugh. He's like, that's why we built our Airbnb. So I could do a different style. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. um, But I really think that you have to figure out how to make things cohesive, obviously. Yeah. And I think the way I did that in my house, which has now changed probably since you last saw it, um, because I changed it a lot. But I think what's kept me consistent and cohesive is my color scheme. So mm. like you said, you like turquoise and whites yeah. and even some accents of, it sounds like black or gray. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So if you can take those colors and spread them out, scatter them here and there throughout the house, it'll yeah. make no matter what you put in it feel mm. cohesive. And that's what I always say. So if you love, you know, your bedroom is more beachy and you have a white bedspread, but turquoise lamps or, you know, whatever, yeah, bring, yeah. bring that white and turquoise into your living room with turquoise pillows, or there's a way to do it and mix it as long as you keep some elements of it cohesive. Um, so I've currently, you know, I was all into the farmhouse thing mm-hmm. 
It just never, it's never was truly me. Oh, interesting. I think, yeah, I think because I built a farmhouse, I thought in it has to be farmhouse. Sure. Yeah. But it can (laughs) be whatever you want. (laughs) You know, yeah. And Joanna Gaines made us all want a farmhouse. Yes. Yes. um, So my style is evolving even now, but I'm finding that I still like to keep, you know, my 1800 hutch in the room with my more modern dining room chairs. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying, even as a decorator, <laughs> trying yeah. to figure out how to mix rustic with more modern and kind of keeping some old with new. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a process. It's evolving design. Yeah. You, you evolve, so your design will. I don't think yeah. it can ever be like a perfect right. you know, thing that you understand. But I think if you start with color, cohesivity is much easier yeah. um, throughout the home. And if you can't, if you want to start, to me... I want the place that people come in to be the place that looks the best because yeah. not many of your friends or family go wandering yeah. into your bedroom. Or, you know. yeah. So focus so you're saying on that start with space. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I suggest, but it may be too big of a room for sure. you guys. You yeah. Know, maybe your half bath you need to start with. Yeah. But um, that's yeah, what that's I would suggest idea. because that's just what people see and you can kind of mm-hmm. hide the rest yeah. until, you get around, until you get around to it. So I bought, oh yeah, with with everything being all over the place. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, We actually bought this house in the end of 2006 and it was a spec home. So somebody, you know, created it the way that it was and then it fell through and then we bought it and the people chose oak cabinets. And in 2006, that was already gone. Like, I'm like, I don't know what. Why did somebody let them do this? Okay. And, um, and I say that because I don't want anybody's feelings to get hurt if they're like, I love oak. But like, if you saw our house, it's a very open concept home. So the oak doesn't really make sense. It's like white right. trim and then there's oak. You're, and then they put formica in and I'm, and I still haven't changed that over because I'm still dreaming of white quartz and I'm waiting mm-hmm. for that moment that one day it hasn't yeah. happened yet. And so, um, and so anyway, stimulus check. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. I'm like, I had, I had several Dave Ramsey girls on the show, Dave Ramsey's daughter actually. And then Christy oh. Wright. And I'm like, and, um, I'm like, I think I need to put that in my emergency fund. <laughs> I can't buy the quartz. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> um, and so, um, but what we're going to do is, um, because we are home and my husband's working from home and, um, we are finally going to paint our cabinets white. And so um, I think that's going to make a world of a difference, even though it still has the Formica that I do not love. I just feel like the oak makes it dark and then the sun sets in the front and our kitchen's in the back. So the oak just kind of like makes it feel so much darker. So I'm excited. It'll be a world of difference. Yeah, I'm excited. So kind of like what you're saying, by the time this airs um, in June, uh, we should have our kitchen done. So this is, uh, this is May. Um, And yeah, so I'm excited. So kind of going along with what you're saying, you know, get the biggest bang for your buck. If you can, if it's not too huge, um, obviously this is kind of a big undertaking, but, um, but we waited so many years and, but I do think it will make such a huge difference when you walk in you see the white and stuff like that. Um, so I'm excited. So I agree. And I was going to ask you too, um, what do you think about? Like, I feel like, should people just kind of like save their money until they can kind of switch over, the whole room or do you feel kind of like you slowly start bringing in stuff, even though it may look kind of odd or you put it somewhere else to hold on to it before, you know, until it starts to make sense on what you're doing. Like, what is your approach when it comes to that? I think it depends obviously on your budget and, um, what pieces you're replacing. Like if you just need to freshen up your space, but you don't want to spend, you know, a hundred dollars, get you a couple new pillow 
covers yeah. and maybe a new lamp and a, a throw. And that'll immediately change your space. But if you want to do an overhaul to a whole room and you have the money at the time to get a couch and a, you know, a matching chair and a new rug, like that's a different kind of over yes. <laughs> overwhelm. Yeah. But um, I think you should work with what you have and then mm-hmm. also, you know, try to add it when you can, because if you yeah. wait yeah. forever to add things, you'll never, you'll never do it. Yeah. <laughs> and it changes. Well, your whole taste will change. Um, just to find joy in a small little thing here and there to me is far worth waiting and waiting and waiting, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I'm curious. Um, how long did you leave your farmhouse looking like a farmhouse? Uh, till just a month ago. <laughs> okay. So how long have you been in the house? We've been in here three years. Okay. That's not my too husband, bad. My husband's like, Oh my God, when will this end? Cause I know that's my I husband. Just, it I was mean, the clutter and, and the fluffy <laughs> things. And I just had to get it condensed and more minimalized. It was more yeah. like overwhelmed for me. Yeah. I, well, I feel like farmhouse kind of has that, you know, yeah. Uh, feeling, you know, versus kind of more like what I was talking about with the modern. I think what I like about the modern, um, even though I would not want my whole house that way, I do like the simplicity of it, you know, that yep. it's because it, it's and especially to um, you, you homeschool, right? Is that right? right. Remember? Okay. Huh? So with my kids being home, I am finding that the visual noise, I, I can't handle it as well, because now they're here. My husband's working from home. They got all their stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm finding myself thinking, okay, there needs to be not as much stuff around because now they're adding in the more stress. stuff. Yes. I mean, when they went to school, you know, then it's quiet during the day and you're like, okay. But then when you got everybody wanting a snack and then everybody's doing this, you're kind of like, oh, this is too, this is too much. So yeah. even goes along with what kind of life you live. So like if you homeschool all the time, you may want to think about like, well, maybe I don't want to have all that visual noise. So it is interesting that you're already are changing it up. And I'm curious, what um, is the aesthetic for your Airbnb? Oh, it is modern. It okay, is yeah. All white and black doors and trim and Ooh, um, yeah. modern clean lines yes. and leather, leather and stuff like that. So, so you totally went different. I totally went different, but I think doing that made me think, what am I doing at home? You know, because we yeah. love going in there and it feeling so simple. And I think that's yep. what you said. You're drawn to the simplicity because yes. our lives mm-hmm. are so chaotic that you're separate fresh air to see a clean yeah. space. And people yeah. don't realize that clutter can really Oh, stress you out. Psyche. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. It really does. Like it just when there's so much mess, I notice my um Nerves, attitude everything. gets bad. Like <laughs> yeah. mama gets crazy. Like, ah and yeah. I, I think my girls are like, What's wrong with Bobby? Yeah. <laughs> like everything has to go. So yeah. 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 COVID's really bringing that out. So I'll tell you that yeah. much. But um <laughs> I'm curious when people paint their houses white, um, so I saw I, and I love that look. Um, people are painting it white and then they're painting like the frames of the windows black dark, or dark yeah. color, the contrast. Is that modern or what what are what is that style, especially on the outside? Um, well, I think it depends on what your home looks like, but um a lot of people are going more modern farmhouse, so that may be where oh, you fall. Yeah. You know, there's still some rustic things, but yeah. um, I think it depends on the structure of the house. I gotcha. my, sis- my sister built an all black house and I'm the all white house, which is wow. a testament a testament of our personalities. That's so you're but, saying she's dark and you're light. <laughs> well it's just teasing. She's, black she's way more outgoing. And, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so she has black windows on black. You know, I think it just oh, depends wow. on interesting. 
who you are again. Yes. Yeah. And also to where you live, because I think that right. could also look weird in certain subdivisions, oh, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. She lives <laughs> but, on 11 yeah. acres in yeah. the woods. So. so she has a lot of flexibility with that and in, in being yeah. more creative and stuff like that. But um, let's talk about your sister and yourself um, growing up. One thing that stood out to me in the book is um, how your mom kind of let you guys just do what you wanted with your room. So can you share a little bit more on what that looked like exactly? Yeah. So once a year, my mom would let us pick a new, usually it was a new bedspread and it wasn't the top of the line. I'm talking Kmart or whatever, wherever we went, right. you know, the be- the bed in a bag kind of a thing. And yeah. at one point I was in love with Jonathan Taylor Thomas and <laughs> I had his pictures from Teen Magazine yeah. all over the walls. Uh, my mom, you know, my mom had kept everything it. pretty nice, but uh, she was a DIYer all the time. Uh, so she was into it. And looking back now, I so respect that she let us have our own creativity in our rooms. And it was kind of a treat for us. Okay, girls, it's your turn. You know, what are we going to do? Are we going to change it up? Do you want to paint it? You know, it was always on a budget. That's why I get my budget sense from her. She's, we don't, I mean, we lived in a a nice home and never Mm -hmm. wanted for anything, but she always was good with her money. And, but she let us, you know, pick out our own things here and there. And it, it meant a lot to me even now. Yeah. You know, you think about letting your kids decorate the rooms the way I know, you want. I'm like, it's, no way. <laughs> yeah. I know. You're kind of like, oh, I don't know. I remember uh, my youngest, I don't know, maybe when she was like three, she was like telling me, she's like, yeah, I, I want my walls to be like purple, like a bright yeah. purple. I'm like, mm, no. So I yeah. do think that there needs to be like, oh, maybe, yeah, choice. Yeah, the foundation of things might need to be a little more neutral and then right. things that you can change up easily can be more of the crazier yeah. thing and stuff like that. I think um, it was more our teen year, so you may have some challenges. Oh, coming. yeah, that's probably coming down <laughs> the pipeline. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Uh, exactly. Um, I was going to ask you, with um, going back to kind of like, you know, online stores and stuff like that, um, where, are the, where are the places that you really love to find um, – great options that aren't too expensive. And, you know, I was going to ask you things like, you know, people, I always see amazing rugs online. And then I think, okay, so you're going to get this rug home and then it doesn't work. And then you're thinking, how are you getting this back? So I'm curious, like, have you ever ordered a rug online and what do you do with the big items and then trying to get them back? Like if you're thinking about buying lamps, I know Wayfair and all that stuff, you're kind of saying Amazon, what's your thoughts with all of that Mm -hmm. stuff? Well, I'll tell you, our cabin that we just did, everything I ordered was online. Never seen it, never sat in it, never wow. anything. Um, and it was all Wayfair or Amazon. That's um, so cool. I do a lot of Ikea because yes. their cur- curtains are the best. Yes, and, I have curtains from them. Do you um, go to the Memphis one or do you go to Atlanta? I, I've done both. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I just placed an order online, actually. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. The shipping here is a lot cheaper than it used to be. But most people have access to an Ikea. Yeah. Um. But I, I don't know. I just see the vision in my head yeah. and I kind of go with what I find on, I'm all about online shopping and people get weird about the quality and, but Amazon's so good about returning as far yeah. as a rug, yeah, I where would you return? a bunch of rug companies. Oh. Um, uh, boutique rugs is a great one. Rugs, oh, okay. US, rugs USA is a great oh, one. Yeah. Ruggable rugs is a washable rug that I oh, love. That's cool. Put it right in your washing machine. Um, anyway, shameless plug for them, but, um, most people now will send you the will send you the printout and you just stick it up back on the rug and oh they'll take you to the pick, oh they'll pick it up 
yeah, they'll even pick it up oh, for you. So there's cool. a lot of options yeah. now that people don't know about. Yeah. And so I always say, well, if you can afford to order two. <laughs> yeah. Know, so you can see which one you one like the most. And then yep. send it back because runs yeah. are hard. And they're especially understanding right now when you can't go into store. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, I know. Um, it's hard to have everything on delay. You know, you get, you get, we got so spoiled with Amazon and then when things like really took a long time, I started to, I had to start writing a list of things that I ordered so that I could remember. I'm like, when they would come. <laughs> yeah. I had ordered these linen pants and, um, they were on sale from old Navy. Literally it took a month. I, I, I almost forgot about them. I'm like, I need to start tracking. Like, did I actually get this stuff? So but a everything- surprise. Yes. I know. My daughter's like, she got two of the three shorts from Old Navy. And I'm like, I don't know where the coral ones are. I'm like, we're still waiting for those. (laughs) And so, uh, yeah, things are weird right now. But I was going to ask you about lamps and chandeliers um, and just light fixtures and stuff like that. Like, um, I would love eventually to put stuff over my island. Where do you like to find light fixtures? Um, I love Lamps Plus, if you've never heard of them. Oh, no, I haven't. Um, But for unique things, I also like antiquefarmhouse.com. Oh, they have, cool. It's not just farmhouse, but they have a lot of unique things that look old, but don't, yeah. aren't some modern things that are unique. Um, I also even simply like Amazon. You would, I yeah. bought many a fixture mm. on Amazon. Um, just look, think outside of like, I got to go to Lowe's and get a light, you know, right, there's so right. many other options online, so many lighting companies. Um, but for uh, affordability, it would be Amazon again. Okay. <laughs> Where do you like, yeah, like what would you even say that with chandeliers? Like, you know, fun chandeliers. Yep. Okay. That's good or to lamps know. Plus, lamps, oh, lamps plus. plus. Okay. Okay. That is interesting. Um, yeah, because sometimes you're just kind of like, I don't know where to get all this stuff. So I'm going to put all these links in when I go back to edit this, I'll listen to what you're saying and, and put this all in the show notes. Um, and so, okay. Um, I have two more questions before we end. Yeah. So with COVID, you know, we're all having to learn if we like it or not to work from home and homeschool. And I just would love to pick your brain on how you kind of set up your home um, to make homeschooling less chaotic. Kind of like what I was saying with, you know, I'm realizing I already don't like a ton of visual noise, but then them being home in the kitchen, which already gets kind of crazy. um, I'm realizing that has to stay pretty clean or I just kind of feel nuts. Or I find that I don't want to cook dinner because it's just like, ah, oh, this is so messy. You got to clean this up. Yeah. And right. It then feels like overwhelming before you even start it. I'm just, right. I'm just curious, like what suggestions you have that you have found that work for you in regards to working and homeschooling and kind of having that all work together, especially we don't know going into the fall, if we're going to still have to homeschool or if people will have to stop working in the office again. So I just want to give some moms some ideas to kind of maybe set them up during the summer uh, just to better prepare themselves since we kind of all got thrown into this. We didn't really get to strategize about this. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, I've tried a bunch of things like you. I've done the the island and the dining room table and we even have a little room upstairs for homeschooling and it just it didn't work until, until I moved it into my laundry room, which is a big room. It has my desk in it. Oh, in your laundry um, room. That's cool. Yeah. It's kind of one big mom room. I call it usually dirty, but, um, you probably have up, it cute though. <laughs> well, a little bit, but I ended up making it my school room because oh, cool. I noticed that I needed for my own mental health, like you to have a place to put their things when they're yeah. done. Yeah, And so they each have a desk in there and you may not have your own room to put them in, but I yeah. find that if you have a designated space 
for yes. something and they know where it is. So I have drawers. Um, I got them at Michael's, but they're like pull out drawers of like 12 in a tower and their morning works. And they're like, that's their tower and they know where it is and I know where to put it back. And it, you just have to have a system of where things go. Um, I say if everything has a home, your life works so much better and they know where to put it. So I would focus on definitely making each girl a space or each child a space that's theirs to keep their stuff in and don't have everything out at once. You know, just put on if you this summer just want to work on reading or a couple math sheets, just keep those two things out. Don't have everything out for them to see because they'll want to, you know, they'll want to work on that or this or that'll get mixed in. And it's it's for me, it's more about organization and knowing ahead of time what I want to teach and what I want to show them and um, everything having a home. So that would be my suggestion is try to get yourself a little bit of space for each child and keep things in one area or else it'll just get spread across the house. Yeah. Well, when you first said that you moved um, them into the laundry room, I was like, that's smart. You can just be doing laundry while they're doing school. (laughs) And I do. I'm folding while I'm teaching something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is one thing that I've noticed. Um, I'm used to going to gym, a gym called Burn. There's one in Mount Juliet. And um, and I'm used to going to there. And so now I have my five-year-old. Well, she was five most of this time. She just turned six. And, um, you know, I'm trying to work out. And then she keeps asking me questions about how to minimize the screen because she's not used to working a computer oh, yeah. like this all the time. And then she clicks off something. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, I'm going to have to move her desk into the workout room so that I can just finish <laughs> Uh, or you'll have to get up way early. I know. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm like, that's not my jam. And so uh, I already do get up earlier before them. Um, They do not understand that they could sleep in. They're kind of like, yep, we're up. And uh, so I would have to get up earlier. I'd have to probably get up. I get up around six and I'd have to get up at five, which I'm like, I'm not doing that. And so, um, yeah, it's too early for me. But Anyway, I love that you have them in the laundry room, stuff like that. Now, um, what about, does your husband have an office in the house? Because your your desk is in the laundry room, right? So yeah. um, does he, is there another office space or yes, is that? We do okay. have, a, we have a formal, prettier oh, office. In okay. Um, yeah, we all work from home. So yeah. We've, but we've always done this. So right. So that's, you're used to it. We're kind of navigate. Yeah. It's nothing yeah. new to navigate, yeah. but we do have to switch off like. Yeah. Hey, I need, I need 30 minutes for a podcast. Sure. Okay, well, yes. I'll the kids while yep. you, you know, and then we have to switch off. So it's, it's just, yep. it's, I say, give yourself grace. We're all navigating this. Yeah. Our kids are only going to remember the positivity. <laughs> They're only going to remember the fun they got to the have. Fun. Yeah. You know? Yes. So, you I know, agree. We're all, we're all in the same boat and that's comforting in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, I know my uh, six-year-old was outside yesterday doing sidewalk chalk with her leotard on. I was like, whatever. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, COVID 2020, here we go. Yep. And so um, I know I told my husband, I'm like, it will be interesting to look back at all the pictures that we take during this time frame because they're going to be so different than what they would have been, you know, if they would have been in, you know, school or we just had our normal lives going on. Um, but it's like things are just so random. And so I took my a mm-hmm. picture of my... Uh, my youngest on a zoom call today, you know, that was her first zoom call. She was in her leotard. You couldn't see the bottom. So that's (laughs) fine. And so, um, again, all weird stuff. So anyway, Rachel, I, the, and, um, I always like to ask a question, um, about tips and stuff like that. So, um, I saw in your book, um, you're talking about your backyard and making it, you know, kind of special. And I just want to know, like, what can you do, even if you don't have a ton of space for us? Um, again, we weren't able to build, 
our home. And so they gave us like a postage, a postage size stamp patio. We Mm -hmm. even wanted a bigger one and it was going into December and they're like, we can't break ground on that. We can't make it bigger. And so that was a bummer. But, you know, as we are home, I think people, as the weather is nicer and all that kind of stuff, and it's not raining, you know, people are wanting to go outside to not feel stir Mm -hmm. crazy. What is, what are some tips that you have, or you have figured out that you really like to make an outdoor space kind of inviting in somewhere that you really enjoy, you know, in a perfect world, I would have an overhang and it would be screened in and it would have all the stuff and it would have a TV and a fireplace because there are people that have all that. And I'm like, that looks amazing. And um, so, you know, when you don't have that and you don't have something covering, so you can't have certain fixtures or stuff on the ground if you don't have that being covered from the rain. What are a few things that you'd say, this makes such a big difference to making it feel a little bit more cozy and more inviting? You're going to laugh, but your girls would love it. Um, Twinkle lights. So yes, get the outdoor bulb lights. That okay. In the rain. We have them over our fire pit. We got ours at Harbor Freight. They're most affordable there. Oh, Harbor Freight. Um, okay. Yeah. Yes. I have them on every outdoor space, our back porch, our master porch, over the fire pit. Um, and you can just put little hooks into what, I mean, I've built um, cement planter pots with um, four by fours in them and my twinkle lights are connected over our fire pit. Um, but just get some lights. <laughs> you could cut them on at night. They make the biggest difference for cozy ambiance. Um, and then, you know, your seating, switch out your outdoor pillows. They're pretty yeah. affordable, even at Walmart. Yeah. Um, but those twinkle lights are the first thing that came to my mind because everyone loves those. So are they called twinkle lights or do I need to be looking for um, something else? I would just say outdoor hanging oh. Outdoor like hanging lights, string, okay. Or string lights. String, string lights. lights, okay. I just like the twinkle. <laughs> yeah, me too. I like the twinkle. And they have so many options too that you so Harbor Freight. Now, is that something that you're like, go into the store or they you can get these all online at Harbor Freight? Oh, yeah, you can get you okay. can get online, but you can get them on Amazon too. Okay. Now, okay, so I'm trying to picture here. Um, you had it over your fire pit. So if you walk out on a patio, so I have a patio yeah. and then there's no structure though out past the patio to hang the light. So you would need to put something somewhere. So what is your recommendation to doing Um, that? We, so what we did, you could dig a hole and then cement a four by four post, you know, into the ground, stringing out to it. We used big um, planter pots, filled it with half cement. And then we put our structure posts and we have two and it kind of makes a triangle to where I can um, attach the light. So it hangs like a triangle over the fire pit area, but you just need somewhere to attach something to. And sure. it's pretty affordable to get yeah. a four by four post and some cement, a cement bag. But I'm telling you, once you turn those lights on, it'll make the biggest difference. I, yeah. You know, I always see when people have lights and I always think that is so nice. So yeah, that is definitely something to look into. I'm also curious as we end, um, are you a person that loves putting rugs down outside or do you go without a rug? I have outdoor rugs, but most oh. of my porches are covered. Okay. But, yes. Um, I mean, they're, they're pretty affordable and I feel like if they can last a full good year and, you know, they add okay, so, so much is that your Okay. So even being, you know, more on the budget minded, your, your thought is if it gets through a year, you're good. Yeah. If it's okay. like a $40, 50 rug, I feel okay. like, I feel like for what 
what you do outside and how it makes you feel. You yeah. know, the rug and the twinkle yes. lights and yeah. a few outdoor pillows. Yep. It could change your whole experience yeah. outside. I know. My husband does not like to waste and I feel like he wants everything to last forever, which makes it challenging. Um, yeah. So I like that you said that and you're even budget minded um, because they just get they get dirty and they get gross, they you know, especially if you don't have it covered. Yeah. Yes. So I like that you're kind of like, yeah, like just get through a year with it you and know, you're done good. You have to be home for so many months. <laughs> You're not getting to experience a summer vacation and a trip. <laughs> Splurge on your outdoor rug. You're like, do you want to go somewhere for $5,000 or you want a $50 rug? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show today, Rachel. This was so Thank much you. fun. And it just kind of, yes. just even talking about it kind of got me out of my COVID homeschooling mindset. Yes. <laughs> Hang in there, mama. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Hey, you guys, have you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show email list yet? If you want to have discounts sent to your email and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests information, then you will want to subscribe. That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email and you will be all set. See you next week.